This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 184, How to Tip from Scarcity to Abundance, Part 2, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you each and every day from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Now, today we're continuing yesterday's post. Uh, It's actually a three-parter, and we started it yesterday, so if you uh, missed Wednesday's episode, you'll probably want to check that out uh, before today's. And before we get to the content, uh, I want to ask you if you have subscribed to this show yet. It helps us out a lot if you do that. You'll get the newest shows delivered to you automatically, so you can build good money habits every day. Plus, it helps us in the podcast rankings, which uh, we very much appreciate. So if you haven't uh, subscribed yet, please just take a second and hit that subscribe button in the podcast app of your choice. And that's going to do it for the housekeeping, so let's continue yesterday's post as we optimize your life. How to Tip from Scarcity to Abundance, Part 2, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Expand your definition of abundance. Quote, if you always put limits on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus, and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Bruce Lee. When people are stuck in scarcity, they often equate abundance with financial or material wealth. Abundance is having money in the bank, being debt-free, having a nice home, and enjoying some quality possessions. This is the socially conditioned version of abundance we learn from childhood. The problem with this vision is that we're also conditioned to have mixed feelings about it. Do we really want the life of Ebenezer Scrooge? What's the point if we end up with lots of money and possessions, but we're sad and lonely? When people get closer to their abundance tipping point, they typically go through a process of redefining, expanding, and personalizing their definition of abundance. This process is different for each person, but most of the time it involves replacing an overly narrow definition of abundance with a more holistic version. Instead of abundance being just about wealth, the vision expands to include good health and energy, positive feelings, happy relationships, new growth experiences, fulfillment, spiritual enlightenment, etc. Even after you tip into abundance, you'll continue to revise your definition of abundance. The way you define aspects like quality of life or happy relationships will change as you learn and grow, but most likely, your biggest shifts will happen shortly before your initial tipping point. One reason many people don't reach their tipping point is because this shift is counterintuitive. It's easy to fall into the trap of assuming that a narrower and more limited version of abundance should be easier to achieve. Then we can add more to it after we pass that first hump. But the limited vision kills our motivation and inspiration. It's only when we ask for the total package that we start summoning the inspired ideas and motivated actions to make it real. Define a new relationship with life. Quote, relationship is understanding. It is a process of self-revelation. Relationship is the mirror in which you discover yourself. To be is to be related. Bruce Lee. As you approach your abundance tipping point, it may feel like going through a relationship breakup. You surrender to the fact that the old relationship isn't working and that it has to change. This relationship is a mirror though, so you're the one who has to change. When you change, life will change because life is the reflection. You can't just break up with life, but you can renegotiate the relationship. You can choose to stop resisting what life has been doling out and you can begin to work with life more cooperatively. For me, this shift involved deciding to always give life the benefit of the doubt. I realized that I could believe that life or the universe was always on my side, or I could believe it was sometimes against me or indifferent. I thought long and hard about what it would be like to adopt one lens or the other. 
This isn't a question of truth. You can't objectively know whether the universe cares about you or not. You can always find evidence on both sides, so this is purely a subjective decision, albeit one that will have objective consequences for you. I concluded that I would likely enjoy a better quality of life if I did my best to give the universe the benefit of the doubt, regardless of what situations and events happened to me. This meant trying to view every setback as a lesson, perhaps even a gift. Instead of being frustrated and disappointed when I didn't get what I wanted, I'd try to be curious. I'd live my life as a perpetual student in wonder, open and flexible, and never sour or bitter toward life's apparent transgressions. I could always find a way to interpret life's attitude towards me as being helpful, playful, or educational. I decided that the universe wants me to be happy and to enjoy an abundant existence. The only thing that might get in my way is my own stubbornness and inflexibility. Your renegotiation process will probably be different than mine. The pattern I've seen in others is that they admit that the old relationship with life has been broken and that it has to change. They realize that it makes no sense to go another one year, five years, or 10 years with the relationship the way it is. Something has to change. To tip into abundance, you need to find some way to make the universe your ally. In your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, you must stop resisting what the universe is bringing you. Learn to welcome whatever arises with as little resistance as possible. See all experience as a gift. Bruce Lee did not have to cultivate a positive relationship with life. He could have succumbed to a dysfunctional relationship if he didn't do his part to stay conscious. He had his share of potential disappointments. For instance, he helped develop the TV series Kung Fu, but was not allowed to star in it. Warner Brothers was concerned that American audiences wouldn't accept a Chinese actor in that role, so they hired David Carradine for the role instead, and Carradine wasn't even a martial artist. Bruce responded with incredible understanding. He said, They think that business-wise it is a risk. I don't blame them. If the situation were reversed and an American star were to come to Hong Kong and I was the man with the money, I would have my own concerns as to whether the acceptance would be there. When people approach their abundance tipping point, they see that they can never hope to experience abundance without the commitment to give the universe the benefit of the doubt. How can you possibly fight with life and expect to win? This kind of surrender is not passive. It is not giving up. It is Kung Fu in the true meaning of the term. To be continued. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Tip from Scarcity to Abundance by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And just a quick reminder to please do subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. Uh, you can subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or pretty much anywhere else that podcasts are played and it is a great way to show support for us. That's it for episode 184 as we uh, quickly approach number 200. So I'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this three-part post from Steve, and I'll see you there in the Friday show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.